Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a show where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. And this week on the show, to celebrate the Just for Laughs comedy festival that's happening here in Montreal, we have got two people that will be appearing at the Montreal JFL comedy festival. We have got Trey Kennedy and Curtis Connor. And they're going to be joining us this week on the Rockman Power Hour. What's going on, everybody? Um, so listen, this is a really fun one, Ryan, because I don't think we've had a stand-up comedian on the show yet, have we? Nope. We've had funny people, yeah. but not uh, professionally funny people. And what's interesting about both of these guys is they both come from the world of YouTube. They were both really? YouTubers, um, and they both decided to uh, make the foray into stand-up comedy. And they're going to be at the Just for Laughs Festival at the end of the month uh, here in Montreal. Now, if you know of JFL, it's um, it's becoming a worldwide phenomenon, but it did get its start here in Montreal. Um, it's just Beauville, just for laughs. It's just, you know, growing up in this city, our comedy festival has always been known as one of the best in the world. And uh, we draw some big names, and it's always fun when you get some guys that are kind of on the up. Trey Kennedy is a funny dude, okay? Does really, really funny stuff on YouTube. Um, he's able to play any character you can imagine. And what, and the characters he plays are characters that you will meet in your everyday life. So if he'll do, let's say a scenario between a uh, husband and a wife arguing about money, he'll play both vantage points and he's I love it. funny. And then he'll do dog moms. He does this one where he talks about dog moms and he'll it's just <laughs> over the top. You know, it's, 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 it's so funny. And um, the fact that he does stand up now, is is great because I love the idea of someone coming from YouTube and then making a foray into the real world. Not that they're not in the real world when they're on YouTube, but making a foray into the real world of comedy and then doing stand-up comedy live. It's got to be a change. It's got to be exciting. So we were able to talk to him about that. We also, a little later on the show, are going to be talking to Curtis Connor. And I've got a great story about Curtis Connor that I want to share with you before we jump into the interview um, with him. But um, before we get too far ahead, let's make sure we address the elephant in the room. Now, I was going to bring a bottle of hot sauce, but I figured there's no need because if I count correctly, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, eight, you mean nine, the elephant-sized bottles of hot sauce behind me in my graphic? I'm not bringing any more hot sauce to the table because you have always got enough of it behind you. And I still don't understand how you shrink yourself down to get into that fridge, but you do it. Uh, um, I, I made an Ant-Man sequel people wanted to see. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, but for what's worth, I like quantum media. So whatever. So uh, dorks. we'd like to thank all, all of our friends over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. And uh, they are our title sponsor and their hot sauce is amazing. The only difference between my fridge and your fridge is that my fridge, all the hot sauce looks like it's gone through the apocalypse because there's maybe like this much left in the bottles. And um, they're all gummy on the top, and um, it's just beautiful because I use it every day, and I know you do as well. 
And I know that's yeah. a dramatic shot and that this is green screen stuff, but I don't want to. I was going to say, my fridge behind me isn't real, Jason. I hate to break this to you, but <laughs> it was a long weekend. God damn it. <laughs> um, all right. So listen, we, we, uh, we've got a lot to cover in this episode. So I want to thank Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I always also want to thank the good folks over at Studio House Designs. Are you rocking the Scream shirt? And uh, lo and behold, before I, um, I, I love that shirt too, by the way. And before oh, I, uh, I got on, I got a knock at the door and the post lady mm. said, Hey, I've got something for you. I mean, this could really? go very different directions. <laughs> okay. All I hear is erotica fiction. Yes, that, exactly. You know. So, but that's not what it was. It was actually her handing me a package and saying, Hey, you got a package from studio house designs. And the reason why this is a monumentous occasion is that Cody from studio house design has been telling me forever you got to get a tie dye. And I was like, there's not a chance in hell you're going to get me into tie dye. I am not a hippie and I am not in the Grateful Dead, nor do I follow mm. them around or fish or any of those jam bands. Lo and behold, he got me into one. Nice. And it's, uh, it's cool. I kind of like tie dye. It's a little, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be in tie dye every day of the week, but something different, right? So thank you to Studio House Designs uh, for uh, hooking us up with the great t-shirts. This is my Midsommar shirt that uh, was part of uh, a drop that came a little while ago. And yes, it is a tie-dye shirt. It's my first time wearing a tie-dye shirt publicly ever. Really? I don't and, have- and, you cho- and you chose our podcast to do that. Right? Thank you for immortalizing this decision in front of all these people. Hopefully some people watch this episode and then they enjoy it. <laughs> well, they came here to laugh. So, you know. And if you're just go. listening, well, you know, use theater of the mind. Imagine me at a Grateful Dead show, wearing a big old bright tie-dye. That's exactly what you're going to see. Yeah, but since they're listening, let's throw a little uh, cherry on that. He also has sprouted wings and is riding a horse. Yes. Okay, please continue. Yeah. Through the gates of Valhalla. All right. Um, <laughs> so thank you to Studio House Designs uh, for helping us out. And uh, go check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. Great, great, great people that make great shirts. Okay, Ryan, Trey Kennedy, we're going to d- jump into this conversation with him. Uh, super excited about this one. And uh, without any further ado, here is our chat with Trey Kennedy. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I super appreciate it. Good to meet uh, you all. So you're going to be in Montreal, part of the the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Have you been to Montreal before to do comedy at all or any in any capacity? No. So I'm excited, man. I've, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the unconventional route of getting there where I'm one of the internet guys turned, turned uh, touring comedian. So I'm a few years in having a blast. So I'm, I'm like, this wasn't even... You know, my agent was telling me we're we're gonna get you on here, and it was kind of yeah, it's really surreal. So I've I always tell people I, I've never really been to Canada. I've been to Niagara Falls, but I, that's, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't count. It doesn't count. So first time in Canada, first time in Montreal. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Well, Montreal is a legendary comedy city. It's a legendary comedy festival, as you probably know after after doing a bit of research. But um, but what's great about you is that you're you're just naturally funny doing a deep dive uh, and checking out some of your videos. I mean, you understand people and you seem to understand the human experience because you're able to be anybody. Thanks a lot, <laughs> man. It's just, I mean, I, you're talking about dog moms that, sure. I mean, I, I get it. I I'm a dog, I'm a proud dog owner, but I hate dog people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I grew up with a dog. Love it. People are like, you hate dogs. I'm like, no, I hate you. Take it easy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's great, man. But, uh, but, you know, I, I, um, a couple of ones that really, really stood out was uh, um, 
middle schoolers be like? And, you know, being, yeah. a, being a parent of two teens, I've got a 16 year old and a 19 year old. I mean, I've seen that look so many times when the phone's in and it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Where, how, where do you go to in yourself when you put these together? And, and is it people you do you draw from experience of people, like people, you know, in your life, uh, friends who have said, well, this is what my kids are like, like, where do you go? Like for, like, let's just zero in on something like that. Like middle schoolers be like, when you put together a video like that, where, where's the influence from? Yeah. And, and, and thanks, man. It means a lot. It, it's surreal to be playing the festival when I just, for 10 years, I was just trying to be funny online, trying to be unfunny online. And people are telling me I'm funny. And now they're telling me to go be funny in person. It's every step of the way is kind of blown my mind. So yeah. um, I, and starting out, it was all, cause I grew up in a very conservative, strict, like straight laced environment. So my initial content was like, I don't want to do anything that would ruffle anyone's feathers in any capacity. You know, I feel like how I've grown in my content, my comedy was uh, getting a little more confident. Like, okay, that's bothering me. There's something funny there that I can make fun of. Right. And starting to realize that people, they weren't hurt by that. They enjoyed it. People come to the shows like make fun of me, you know, as, as so many comedy fans do. So it's just content is just so many ideas. I've had a thousand ideas you've never heard of because they didn't work, but the middle schooler character was, just another, I, I thought back to how I behaved as a middle schooler and I was like a super difficult, just class clown kid and just kind of whipped up a video, uh, almost one I didn't post. I was like, this is, I'm running around acting like a 12 year old, like this, is this weird? And 30 million views on Facebook later, it's like, it's, it's one of like you're doing now. So many people, uh, your age with those age kids are like, how did you come up with that? They love it. So. So is it, so is it just you being, you know, being observant and just looking around and re- or, and like you're saying, pulling from your own experiences and for sure. I mean, my, my show is called grow up and it's, uh, my first tour was, was a little more of that too. Like just trying to be funny and, and my grow up, my second hour is me, I think growing and as a comedian and as a performer and being more vulnerable, you get to know me more. And I describe in the show how my my mother would get furious because I was, I was this weirdly observant, critical kid that would just poke at everything. She'd be, and it drove her nuts. And now it's like the great, you know, it's a good quality to make comedic content and shows. So I think I've just always been wired that way. And, um, and then of course, as any comedian, you, now I'm trained where every second of every day is like, where's, where's the bit? Where's Where's the bit? Let me write this down. Let me, let me, let me find the pacing and all that. So that's a big change, right? Because when you're in an environment where you're doing YouTube videos, you're, you can control everything. I mean, you can control the reaction of, you know, you can control your reaction. You can control the editing, but in a way you're in a, you're in a bit of a vacuum because you don't know how the reaction is going to be until you post it. But when you're live, there's a pacing that has to happen and it's really safety without a net. I mean, you're, you're walking out, there's no safety and it's like, you're just like, right. ah, yeah. I, I, when I first started stand up, I, I, I always say you, you said I'm a funny person. That means a lot. And that's what I kind of felt when I first tried it, it was like, oh, okay. I, I, I just poured over the jokes and trying to, it was like, th- they were, they were getting what I was trying to say. They were, you know, I, I didn't nail it, but there were, there was, you know, I could see how you could be funny, but what I underestimated was that, um, you're on stage by yourself. Yeah. You've got a, and I was always blown away by just the the control and the confidence those professional comedians I would see live had and, um, and how that just, that just takes time. And, um, 
And so, yeah, that we had a, we had a girl try to rust the stage last week. And so it's like just insane <laughs> stuff. And I, I, you know, when I started out, I wouldn't have known what to do, but now right. you, you, you get your rhythm and kind of, you turn it into a bid and you, you handle it. And uh, I'm still, still trying to get better at that, but that's been the fun part of, of, of developing that. Now, if that happens again, you got to tear your shirt off like you're Morrissey. <laughs> Yeah, right. If anybody knows about getting stage rushed, it's him. Yeah. Um, it, but it's really, really cool to see that you're game to do that. And you're, and you're, cause a lot of people that work in, within their own, you know, uh, their own framework and, and their own, um, you know, their own environment are scared to go out onto a stage. They find that terrifying. Um, and it's, and it's cool to see people, you know, cause this was never a place where, where people could develop their chops before, before you would have to go in front of an audience. And now you're able to get in front of a different kind of an audience, obviously, but it's, I guess in a way it's beneficial because you can really get feedback and you can kind of tweak stuff without having to go out there and fall flat on your face. You'll fall flat, but in different ways, like maybe view counts and, and, and such. Right. I, it's just, I, I think it's the same journey on the internet. I would, yeah. I was scared to post stuff because sure. it's like, what are, what are my I'm going to see this person in, per- in, in person. What are they going to think? And yeah. and what are these people going to think? And you get bad comments and you, and you learn to deal with that. And I kind of do that process all over again with live where I would go bomb or just a joke would just, you do feel humiliated. And then you just learn to, you learn that that's okay. That's okay. I'm just, some jokes are funny. Some aren't, you keep the funny ones, you get rid of the not funny ones. And, um, it's just a process. It feels psychotic half the time. Right? Yeah. Like, well, that's, I just, yeah. <laughs> I just got absolutely humiliated. Let's just, that, when can we go back? Let's we can it. go back for more. I'm glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you do content and you post stuff, um, a lot of people will say, you know, it's, it's not about the results. It's about the work. Um, and you can't get caught up in the results because that'll, that'll just make you not even want to do anything anymore. Is that still true today? Like when you put something up and if it doesn't get a million views and in, in a month or something, does that get you down? Or do you just, do you just, I mean, do you just realize ah, it's algorithms? Like, cause you never know now. I mean, it's such a hard, it's, everyone thinks it's a science, but it's not, it's just, it's, it's almost impossible to, 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 yeah. To and it, yeah. It's, and it's moving so fast with all the platforms and all the different platforms within platforms. We have threads yeah. now and we, yeah. it's just, and I, I, I jokingly tell my wife all that like three times a year, I'll be like, well, I hope you've enjoyed this. It's finally coming crashing down. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, you feel that and I joke, but I kind of feel it. But when I first experienced that intense feeling of like, Oh, my views are going down. My followers aren't growing. Yeah. I remember I'll never forget the, I, I went to a therapist and he was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta differentiate this. Obviously this doesn't your person, this doesn't, this is not your value, but also there's a business sense of like, why are the views going down? Sure. And that kind of struck a chord of like, oh, you were just supposed to tell me it doesn't matter at all. I was like, he's like, no, I mean, you're still in reality. Like if you you want to keep doing this, right? And that has stuck with me where I, it's like the views are going down. I'm not, I'm not going to fall into a pit of depression. That's okay. But also why, why Yeah, I'm maybe. trying to be successful. And um, I, I think a lot of people in this world go like, I'm just ignoring the haters. A lot of the haters. I'm like, well, if, if you have a ton of haters, Maybe you need to look at yourself a little you bit. To you know? look at why you've got the haters, um, yeah. you know a few haters you can't control, but um, so that's been my mindset for years now. And and besides some bad moments, it's it's kind of worked for me. Oh yeah, and 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 there's no doubt. I mean, like what I loved about your your stuff is that the minute I fell in, like I just wanted to go down the rabbit hole and go through everything. You know, like oh, seven years back and find everything. Sure. Um, and, and you know, you're talking about uh, having a conversation with your wife, a uh, couple finance talks. I mean, that is so so bang on and just the way it ends like oh my package is here like it's just so (laughs) when you it was that based on a conversation that you'd had before or many conversations yeah yeah. (laughs) 
for sure. Most all the content's an exaggerated version of reality, and where uh, uh, and just talking with people. I just love to talk with friends. What's your experience? Because it feels like most couples has the the money person and the yeah. money doesn't exist person. And yeah. so we had a, we had combos where be like, "Hey, let's go through this," and she immediately would be like, "Whoa, I don't want to. I, I don't. It's okay." And um, so yeah, it's it's just it feels now with the short form stuff, we're just trying to write really fun little like sixty second. Sure. Shows, yeah. you know, there's a beginning, middle, end, and boom, 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 and it's fun when they resonate with people so much like that, and so many people tagging their spouse and and all that. Good oh stuff. yeah, and it's and, and I think that's what's so relatable about your content is is relatable. I mean, it's 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 the human condition, and that's what's great is that everyone can relate. Um, you're gonna be here on the 29th of July. You're playing a club soda. It's a great venue. Um, it's a it's a super intimate, but at the same time, it's got a good vibe to it. It's spacious. Uh, when you step out on stage, do you get butterflies? Do you get scared still? Or is it the kind of thing where you're just so excited to do it that it's overcome? It's more like, I want to get on and I want to get that feeling of, of going out there and, and slaying. I think that for the most part, I, I don't get too nervous anymore. I get, it's a great feeling to, to grow as a comedian, be doing this longer with my first tour, my first, you know, still battling a lot of nerves and still a lot of questioning this or that. And uh, I just think I'm more excited about this hour. I'm more excited about this material. It means more to me, and and just having confidence of um, I I I have a more of a confidence where I step on stage, some drunk white girl can rush the stage, somebody can can heckle. Like I, I have confidence I can deal with it and make it okay, which um, just can't, comes with time. And and uh, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really fired up to yeah. to get up there. And yeah, the club so that room looks awesome. I, I love those. Uh, the intimate rooms is is maybe my favorite so it'll be cool well i can tell you uh, montreal in the summertime you can't beat it this is an incredible comedy festival it's run by great people and you know legends have passed through this festival it's for sure uh, there's no doubt is are you going to be able to spend a bit of time here and and get to see some shows because i see you're playing toronto a couple of days before but once you get to montreal you're gonna be able to spend a bit of time here yeah i'm gonna try we're yeah we're while we're up there we're hitting toronto for a show which is awesome her toronto's awesome city too and then uh we'll head right to montreal for the weekend so i'm i have a open friday where i'm hoping to get to meet a ton of folks and see some shows and enjoy the city get some good food and uh i'm I'm really excited man uh lastly i just want to ask you uh this is obviously a big topic on a lot of comedians minds um and and people's minds comedy to me should never be censored it should be, it's really the place where we learn to laugh at ourselves. Are you in agreement with that? Do you feel that comedy should kind of be, be left alone and should be not monitored or, or, or do you have thoughts on that? I do, you know, I don't have strong, th- I'm a, I work pretty clean. And so I'm, I'm fortunate to not uh, battle that too much. I'm sure. not trying to stay, sure. but even, even today I posted a, a simple bit where uh, amongst things I was making fun of Pete Davidson. So I was I just like put black eye around my eye, you know, cause yeah. it's like, Oh yeah. And people are like, he has Crohn's disease. It's nothing funny about that. And yeah. So there's an element of like, well, I'm making fun of this other person and you were fine with it. So we're all. Yeah. And, and my whole thing is make fun of what, I mean, it's a part of my big shtick with my audience is they make fun of me and it's like a, just, it goes around. So, um, I think as a comedian, you can, you don't have to censor anything you say to me. So I don't feel like I've censored anything I say to you. Um, I, love but that. I, I think, Say what you want to say. People are allowed to react however they want to react. They could hate you, be offended, blah, blah. But we're allowed to say it. You're allowed to react to it. I think simple as that. I think that is something I'm going to write down because that's a great attitude. Cool. Thanks Thanks so much for taking the time, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing the show in Montreal. Enjoy the city. 
and continued success. Keep pumping out great content. Cause I, you know, being someone who discovered it recently, I, I love it. And I love when that happens, you know, when you can just find somebody who's funny and like, and like you said, clean, you know, like something you could watch with everybody, but everybody can relate. I mean, there's Thanks no, there's no doubt about it. Like it's very relatable content and it's very funny. So keep kicking ass. Thanks so much, man. That's super kind. I appreciate the encouragement. And uh, yeah, we're stoked to come on up. So all right. Thanks all right, man. Take it easy. Have a Montreal bagel when you're here. Deal. Say You're less. The best. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. See you. Thanks. Well, he seems like a nice fellow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very funny guy too. And um, I really encourage people to uh, to go check him out at Just for Laughs. Uh, go to go to hahaha.com and you'll find out exactly when Trey will be performing. And um, I- I'm excited about the Just for Laughs festival because this year I've got a little bit more time on my hands that I can actually go. That's true. It, this is going to be the hot girl Rockman summer. Really like you're is. just going to do everything. You're going to Fantasia. You're all the all these restraints you used to have. You're just gonna you're just gonna try to do it all. And as predicted, like us normies that usually get to do everything, you're going to be so tired in like two weeks. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Here I am saying I'm going to do everything, and then I'm just going to collapse, and it's going to be like, oh yeah, are you coming to Oceaga? And we're like, ah. That's okay. We'll we'll carry you between screenings and comedy shows on a stretcher. Marco's helping us out and he's very strong. So this will, this will work. This this is going to be good. All right. Uh, But yeah, definitely check out Trey Kennedy. So happy. He took a couple minutes to chat with us. Now, listen, we got another guy that's coming on here right now. Um, It's crazy because, and I, and I, I I briefly touch on it with him when, um, when we start up the interview, but um, it's because of my kids that I know who Curtis Connor is. And, really? and I actually, you know, unlike some parents, I actually listen to what my kids are into and, and love getting turned on to stuff through them. It's so nice to be able to have, you know, your daughter say, Hey dad, check out this band. And you're like, wow, it, it's happened to me. I mean, she's, there's Mitski, there's, um, Claro, there's, there's been a bunch of them, um, Phoebe Bridgers and, and Boy Genius, which is a, a, a an all-star band made up of the th- three artists that Priya absolutely loves. And we went to go see them in Toronto together and it was a great road trip. So I listened to my kids and my kids probably about six months ago came to me and said, we really want to go see Curtis Connor. He's playing at the Corona theater. Um, can you get me tickets, uh, us tickets? And I did, I, I found a way to get them in. I do my super, super dad powers. And um, they came back from that show. So excited, but you'll hear in the interview how I first heard about him. And it's really, really funny. It's actually really, really funny because he's, um, you know, He's somebody that I had no idea existed until my daughter pointed out who he was. And then I was like, man, this guy is talented and he's funny and he's quick and he's, he's bright. And, uh, it's just nice to, to, to be able to share something with your kid that you're not giving them that they're actually sharing with you. Yeah. I feel that I, I, isn't it the dream to make it like I became of age. I was like 20 years old when YouTube came out. And me and my buddy started a show and we're like, man, imagine if the show goes so well, we could become stand-up comedians or something. Yeah. So it, it seems like a natural order of the way things were to come. So that seemed, that's great. Congratulations to him. Well, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, no, me too. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And, and the thing with Curtis, it's a little bit different. He said he did do a little bit of stand up before he got into YouTube, but now he's doing it way more. He's doing live shows. And I think it's probably a little bit more than stand up comedy. I think it's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more audience interactive. But regardless, the last show we played in Montreal, we played at the Corona Theater. It was sold out. Now he's playing two nights at the Olympia. And they're probably going to sell out. So the guys, he's he's on the move and he's going up um, big time, big time in the stand-up world. So super excited to be joined on the Rockman Power Hour by none other than Curtis Connor. Hey. Thanks so much for taking the time. 
Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so it. my first experience with uh, Curtis Connor was uh, I have a now 16 year old daughter and we okay. we were supposed to go see um, Rex Orange County in Toronto and the show got canceled. And I had to pull a uh, ultimate dad move and find a way to make this better. Um, in hindsight, she's not too upset that she didn't see him, but right. <laughs> but Wallows was playing. So nice. I pulled some strings, drove from Montreal to the Wallow show. We got on the barricade. I, I ended up looking like a security guard just standing there the whole time. because I just <laughs> did not fit in. And then all of a sudden she looks at me. And she goes, oh my God, oh my God, Curtis fucking Connor, Curtis fucking Connor, Curtis fucking Connor. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I got it. And then you come out on stage and I'm like, was he in the band before? Like, is he a member? <laughs> and that's what I thought. No right. idea. I got filled in on the whole car ride back. And that's so um, funny. And the great thing is that um, it opened me up to a whole new world of, of discovering you. And then I found out your favorite movie is one of my favorite movies. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got the... I got the poster right I know, me. Yeah. I know. And then the first thing I wanted to say, well, surely you can't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I I am serious and don't call me Shirley. So I'm really, really <laughs> glad that we, we get to chat today because for me, it's a bit of a full circle moment. Um, my yeah, daughter was very excited. So funny. Yeah. They, they, well, both my kids were excited that we were chatting today and uh, they saw you the last time you played Montreal. Um, I awesome. really, really enjoy what you do because to me, it's so much more than just producing content. Um, it's it's really social commentary with a lot of research put in. Um, you know, I, I watched your last video on, uh, pro you know, genderizing products. Yeah. And I mean, at face value, you watch it like, oh, this is great entertainment. But being someone who's created content before and who's researched and done interviews, there's a lot that goes into doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, th that's very kind. Thank you for noticing. Um, yeah. I always, I always try to, um, especially with a topic like that, like it has been about like gendered products. It's been talked about like to death, like it's been, it's everywhere on like on YouTube. There's tons of people who've done that idea before, but I, I always try at least to just add another like something to it, you know, like sure. I, I, cause I could have just looked at those pictures and like made jokes and just been like, all right, that's a video. See ya. But I, you know, I, I wanted to see if there's something else like I could actually get by boy and girl versions of the same product and actually see if there is a real difference between them. Um, which there wasn't obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was still, it was still fun. And, uh, yeah, obviously you only see the videos, the video that I put out. I never, obviously you're never going to see the days and days I spend like writing and, and researching and stuff and editing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's well, thank So thank you for noticing that. Yeah, and just and just the you know it's the little pop up sometimes of comedy that come at like through a split second. So when mm. you when you put together a video like that, the, and if I remember, it's probably I think it was around like twenty six or twenty seven minutes long, or in the twenty something. Yeah. Ish. How long does that take you to put together from concept to you know receiving all the products to test and right like a a, a video like that? How long did that take you to put together? Um, I don't know. Well, my my wife gave me the idea. Yeah. Because uh, she. She's giving me like a lot of really good ideas. She's like she has a better brain than I have um, <laughs> in terms of ideas. But um, she gave me that idea, and I thought it'd be, it was really funny. So yeah, I started just doing research on uh, just reading articles and stuff and the history of of just that topic. And I think all in all, it was probably like two weeks, probably not of just like 
you know, just strictly sitting down and, and do and working. So I, I couldn't, I probably couldn't put an hour number to it to how long, but, uh, probably two weeks has, um, yeah. Cause I, I was busy with, I think I was filming that leading up to my show in Toronto. Okay. So I was busy prepping for that as well. And also my podcast and stuff. So it was like, I'm also just a bad worker as well. So yeah. I feel like it takes a long time for me to get shit done, but yeah, that was probably like two weeks to, to get it all done. So you 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 must because because you do post fairly frequently you must always have different things that are in various stages of production like okay well we got the you know we got the gender product video that we're doing that that might be another week but let's do this that could be a little bit quicker and yeah yeah that's that is the the mindset usually it's like I'll have like a bigger thing that I'm working on and then I'm like okay maybe in the you know in the meantime I can work on something that's a little quicker I could just get out but every time it seems I try to do the quicker ones it ends up being another full like 25 half yeah. hour video so it yeah, yeah. turns into just more work but but yeah it's always I always try to have I like the podcast is good because it keeps me like just making consistent content because that's right. every week and it's you know it's a little less I haven't I have an editor for that so I just film it send it off to my editor and she puts it together and everything. So that's like a little less um stress. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um but but yeah, I have one video I'm working on right now that's going up on Friday and then I have another like longer like documentary style video that I'm working on for like four months now. Wow. So whenever I have time between the other stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's I have a lot of lots of uh stuff on on the go. But it's 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 good to, you know, to to be busy because I'll lose my mind if I, if I'm not. So, well, and, and this is the thing that, you know, a lot of like as older people um, tend to to dismiss people that do do work on YouTube and, and, and that is their platform is that there's a hell of a lot yep. of work. I mean, it's, you're running your own business. Yep. Um, you know, you're always constantly trying to think of fresh ideas. You're dealing with algorithms, you're dealing with all that stuff. And, you know, I've talked to, to people that, um, that produce content on YouTube before it's, it can be the most frustrating thing. Cause you know, yeah, you have all these subscribers, but just sometimes it just doesn't hit and you oh, put all yeah. this work in and you're like, do you remember one of your, one of your biggest disappointments? Uh, yeah, I remember all of them, but <laughs> I think, um... do you want to, do you want to share any, do you want to maybe share just one? Uh, yeah, there was one video pretty recently. I, I, for the last like Three, four years on YouTube, every Christmas time I would do a, a Christmas video where I would watch like a bad Christmas movie and just like, just like, just make jokes about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, just commentary on like a, just Christmas movies in general and like how like formulaic they are. But I wanted to like switch it up this year. Cause I was just like, I'm sort of like tired of doing that. It's all like, you can only say so much about like Christmas movies. Yeah. So I had this idea, uh, because all, AI was going like really getting like ramping up really popular at that time too. So I made a video where I, I trained four separate bots to write scripts. Okay. And each bot was trained specifically on uh, one Christmas movie. So one was like home alone. One was die hard. One was uh, uh bad Santa. And I've, I think the other one was the Santa Claus. And okay. then, so I had it, I trained these bots and they wrote like scenes from these like movies that they would write with that training. Right. And then I filmed all of the scenes, played every I, character. I think I saw, I think I remember around Christmas time, the kids okay. might have showed me something like that. Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah, I, I spent so long turning the scripts into like things that I could film. I played every character yes. like in front I of the screen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it took me so 
fucking long to, <laughs> to make it and piece it together. And then, yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because it's like the video did, like, it got, I don't know, it got like a little over, like, I don't know what it's at now, but like, right. I have the YouTube app, it like tells you how well or how bad oh, yeah. the video is yeah, doing. In your studio <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the 10 of 10, like, bottom of the list. Like, it was like, a hundred thousand views less than it was usually getting yeah. in that time. So it was like, it was so disheartening. Cause I was like, and all the, it was sucked. Cause all the comments were like really positive. Like people who yeah. were, people who watched it were like, this is really cool. And it's just funny, but it was just like, of course the video that I spend the so most time on yeah. that yeah. I was so excited about. And I thought it was like unique. It, yeah. it was like, it just didn't perform as well, but you know, it's just the, it's just the way it goes. We're not all going to be, you know, like home runs right there's right it's the up and down but it, it's definitely tough to deal with uh even four years into it but you know i'm sorry i didn't want to judge up anything i'm sorry no no it's, it's, <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty messed up of you honestly <laughs> the um the, you know you you make the switch from uh doing that kind of stuff where you're 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 alone um and you know we i spoke to trey kennedy before and we were talking about like creating content in your own space and obviously mm -hmm. you're someone who does that but then you go out on stage yeah. And you're in front of people. Um, you know, you you did a show here in Montreal at the Corona Theater. Mm -hmm. Both my kids went getting tickets for that. I had to run through fucking hoops, man. And I, you know, and I've got and <laughs> I know people and I know people, but no, no, but it was fine because they were so happy when I when I when I finally got the yes. But you're yeah. coming back, you're doing a bigger venue and you're doing two nights. Yeah. So obviously you're doing something right. Um, is it a, is it a little bit more? Is it I don't want to say easier because I know none of it's easy, but is it a little less stress to be able to go and create something that you know is going to last an hour and a half and and you know it's going to have a certain amount of time that it's going to last i mean i know there's a lot of work running into you know putting together like let's say an hour an hour and a half show but does it yeah. kind of feel nice to know that there's going to be a beginning middle and end to this and that's it yeah yeah i think so i think yeah. i uh because i started stand up before like making videos and stuff okay. um so it was never like it, there was never a thing of like oh i hope like I hope this can translate to stage. Like I already knew I could do stand up. Like I I was before like I was I've been doing it for like 10 years now. So it's like I I'm confident in it and I also don't have an app on my phone telling me how bad my stand up show was after I do it. Yeah. So yeah. that's nice. Sure. Um and it's just like a different sort of I think it's just a different part of the brain that gets uh like activated I think in like live comedy and compared to um just video because you can make the video look exactly how you want it to look right and to an extent you can do that with a live with a live show but you know with it being a live show there are you know anything can happen and it, each one is like a little bit different mostly it's the same material obviously but it's like a little one each one can be a little different from the last so um it's definitely more it's i don't want to say more fulfilling but it just fulfills a different part of right. of like the creative part of me that is like i don't know it's, i think also just like the instant feedback also is something yeah that is great. and dealing with like you know dealing with possible hecklers and people yelling stuff and then you have to really be quick on your feet so i, I imagine it totally works another part of the brain or another part of yeah the, yeah yeah definitely yeah the, it is like and it's just cool to be able to you know introduce people to stand up who also who might have never gone to a stand-up show um yeah. because you know it's just like why would you right not like yeah. if you're you know, it's uh, so it's cool that I get to be the the person that people like. I've I've heard so many times that from like fans that it's like that was the first stand up show. Well, yeah, you to, could so be like, like you're like the gateway drug to stand up for a lot of people, and that's great. Yeah. I think it's really good 
for the standup and for the comedy world to have someone like you who will bring a whole new audience. And that's usually, you know, you got these people sitting around boardrooms, smoking cigars going, how are we going to get those younger kids in here? <laughs> and the thing is that that does really, really bring another audience, which I think is phenomenal. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I got to ask you, um, because you are an airplane fan and I'm an airplane fan. I mean, really not blowing mm-hmm. smoke. One of my favorite movies, if not my favorite comedy. I mean, it's right up there. Oh, yeah. Christmas vacation. Um, and, Elf, and Elf, which are two great Christmas movies. But <laughs> what was what was your first experience with Airplane? Who showed it to you first? Was it a parent? Was it an older brother? Was it a sibling? Um, was it an uncle? I believe it was my stepdad okay. who told me about it. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I watched it with him, but he told me about it and would like reference, like he would make the jokes from the movie all the time. Um, so... Yeah, it was, I think it's on my own time. I was like, I'll see what the fuss is about. And uh, yeah, I was just, I, it was just so different. I think I, I might've, I think I watched it the, like the year I started doing stand up, and it was like, it was like just mind blowing yeah. to me. Like the yeah. writing was so smart and like just the, like the, I'm trying to like figure out how to word this, but like the, the lengths that they go to, to like commit oh, yeah. to a bit yeah. is like. No, it's no, no movie has done that since. No, like it's, and it's not reached that level. No. And it's, and it's, and, and in today's day and age, you know, um, it could be a very dangerous movie for a lot of people, which mm-hmm. I, and I find, you know, and I said this before, you know, whenever I talk to a comedian, comedy is a place where you should be able to say what you need to say. It should be a safe place where we all can learn how to laugh at each other, but there's always mm-hmm. fine lines, but airplane yeah. for me is just so outrageous. So crazy. Um, yeah. It's so much of its time, and but the lines, you know, like I can never meet someone whose name is Shirley and not say that to them. I can yeah. never, you know, say I picked it. I look like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue, like whatever yeah. it is, yeah. you know, um, or, or you know, if I'm at an airport, the loading, you know, the the white zone is for loading and loading, you know, passengers, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's really cool when I heard that it was one of your favorite films because yeah. it's it's a special one. It's a special one. It's yeah, I can. It's. Yeah, it is one of those movies where I could I could just watch it over and over again, and it's still as funny as it was the first time. It's just because I feel like you catch thing like new things every time too. Yeah, yeah, you and do. new things that you didn't think were funny the first time. Like that yeah. one, that one throwaway thing where it's like I forget the exact line, but when the guy <laughs> like orders another coffee and it like zooms in on the wife, and she's like, he never orders a second <laughs> coffee at home. It's so stupid. It's so funny, but it's so good. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I know you got other people to talk to, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you again in Montreal. Continued yeah. success. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna be the coolest dad ever when I show this to my daughter. Sweet, she's gonna yeah. be really, really happy. So well, happy to help out. Tell him I say hello. I will and, for sure. Uh, cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for talking. Thanks Appreciate so much, it. man, and all the best. You know, the older I get, the less I tend to rage I feel about people <laughs> succeeding in, in uh, businesses I wish I could have. But at the same time, it just, it's really cool. It's really, really cool that every generation has their own voice. You know, every, they have their own music. They have their own comedy. And it's really cool that in 2023, like, both your kids are so into the, this guy. Because it's like, it just goes to show comedy just keeps going on. And every generation has has their bit. And in 20 years, they're going to be 20, 30 years. They're going to be telling their kids about how they saw this guy and how he was amazing. The same way that I talk about seeing. Um, well, I wish I would have saw Norm Macdonald, but I, I saw Russell Peters right before he broke, man. Yeah. Right before he was playing the comedy nest in front of like maybe 
maybe 50 people and then not six months later it's like metropolis yeah yeah uh, it's it's great it's great and that's what's great about just for laughs is that you get to see comedians when they're about to break in small Mm -hmm. venues um and uh and it's fun when you see them all of a sudden explode and also you know i've got to see i mean i got to see dave Chappelle at jfl I mean, that was really special, you know, and this year the lineup is great. So I encourage people to go check out uh, JFL's lineup for this year at hahaha.com. It all will be um, out there for you to be able to check out, plan your week, your, your festival. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You and I are going to be going to a lot of comedy shows to so get that, get ready for that one. And uh, I'm, I'm prepared to smile and laugh until it hurts. It hurts already. So I'd rather be laughing when I do it. It's going to hurt even more. Um, yeah. And uh, the cool thing about Curtis Connor uh, was the fact that we both share a movie that we really, really enjoy, which is airplane. And when I found that out, I thought it was great. And the fact that he was willing to do the Shirley joke with me was pretty cool too. So thank you to Curtis Connor for joining us this week on the rock and power. Thank you to Trey Kennedy as well. Um, thank you to my co-host Ryan stick. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Big thanks to heartbeat hot sauce, the heartbeat of the rock and power hour to AKG uh, for giving us these incredible microphones and headphones and making it sound and, uh, well, be able to hear ourselves sound incredible. And a big shout out to Studio House Designs as well. Managed to finally get me into a tie-dye shirt, but I am not following the Grateful Dead and I am not smoking pot. Sorry. I might eat some (laughs) Jerry Garcia ice cream, but that's about it. Hey, I have a lot of their tie-dye shirts and I do neither. Thank you very much. (laughs) And until then, we will see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour.